Welcome to Bleached, a podcast for the real-ass hairdresser. I'm Sid Charisse. And I'm Caleb Bosher. And we are Destroy Destroy the the Hairdresser. All right, Julian's here. Yay! Julian from Bello Barber, right? Yeah, well, Julian the Bello Barber. The Bello Barber. The Bello in French means fight. That's so awesome. What I do is I fight throughout the city and go to my clients' homes. But Which, if anyone follows you on Instagram, you're always on a city bike. Yeah. Actually, city I bike, saw you yesterday. City bike or oh, my normal bike. Depends. If it's raining or like I don't want to rock my bike, I use a city bike. So That's either fine. way, I'm always on a bike. Your city bike had a flat tire yesterday. You should ride with us. Sure. I would love that. That's fun to ride. I don't, no one ever wants don't to ride, ride with her. Yeah, I got almost hit by a car. She gets hit by a car every time. That's we not true. Every single day, but that's the fun. See, it look it's part of the New York biking experience. I take cars and trains. That's it. I like no, to hit no, the hoods of cars too when they like, um, it's so fun. Like I like look for it. <laughs> yeah. I do. The and then I ride really fast away. Okay, so tell us more about Bello Barber. So Bello Barber started when I came back from college and I was cutting some people's hair. Uh, some of my roommates and they referred me to other people and the fastest way to get to their homes was the bike because I'm like, oh yeah, I'll be there in 30 minutes, but you know, PTA and please be aware of closing doors, please. And we have a train delay here and there, like an hour later. Yeah. So I was like, fuck this. Yeah. You're born and raised in New York. Yeah, born and raised in the city, born and raised in the Bronx. And so... So biking here is easy for you. Biking is like second nature to me. Like yeah. I, it's like a concrete jungle and I'm like... Part so of you can get somewhere in 15 <laughs> minutes versus an hour on the train. Yeah, for sure. Like it's I crazy. live in Astoria, I can get to Lower East Side in 18 minutes. And you're carrying all your stuff. All my stuff. All my stuff is in my book bag. That's got to be heavy. It's a good workout. It is. Like it's not only like, you can see in shape, but I mean, like that rush that you get, you can like bring it to your client's house. Like, oh, I'm so pumped, ready to rock. It's too here. So you also work for Blind Barber. Yes. So how does you this all? Blind how Barber, does? Yeah. yeah, you. How does this all work? So, funny thing, I if people it. wanted to like find you, like what what are they looking? What's happening? Okay, so this is what it is. Um, I got a job at Blind Barber doing the Vella Barber. So one of my clients, That's funny. Uh, that I would go to all the time, referred me to the Blind Barber. He's like, "Listen, if you're going all the time. Why don't you try working at a barber shop?" I was like, "No, I don't want to. I like going everywhere." And they go, "Check out the Blind Barber." Uh, I got a test day there, and I talked to some of the people, and they liked the way I cut hair. Like, "Oh, you're amazing!" But at the time, I didn't have my license. So, am I jumping ahead of time? Not at all. My whole story? I love it. Tell Basically, the whole story. so that's how it happened. Uh, <laughs> one of my clients referred me, and I did a test cut day, and they loved the way I cut hair, like energy, like everything. So, like, okay, cool, we can hire you. But I didn't have my license, so like, well, you gotta get your license. And so what I did, I went to school in uh, 39th Street, it was like the American Barber Institute, mm-hmm. and I did the whole schooling system. How long is that program? Uh, at the time, it was 288 hours. Wow. Or something like that. It's not a lot. It's not no. a lot. In New York, it's... So it's a, but it's a separate license. Because ours was what? Like but if you want to take someone's blood, you only have to have like 60 hours to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but to do hair, you have to have 1,200 to 1,000. Yeah. yeah it's just like 1,200 to like, But to draw blood, it's only like 60 hours. Yeah. It's super easy. Learn how it's to like, like save someone's life like eight hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super quick. <laughs> you, know, you know, razor, skinny tie, all figure blood we did not know anything about you until we met you in Texas a couple which weeks was ago. Amazing. At the it was so on much stage fun. Credible Culture event, which was so cool. Uh, Texas was awesome. Shout out to Texas. Thanks for your support. Austin in the house. <laughs> <I'm from Austin. laughs> it was it was really cool. It was really humid. Of 
first Caleb and I went there and melted and yeah. I think I got a little sunburnt on one side, but that's okay. We had a good time and we got to meet you and it was so cool. Yeah. Um, it was a really intimate experience. There's lots of yes. drinks. It was very southern. It was very, very southern, southern. <laughs> but not what I expected. Like me I'm either. from New York, when people tell me Texas, I'm experienced I'm like guessing there's gonna be horses running down the you road. Wanted the, the, I wanted the Texas. You wanted like the, the West. You wanted the wild, wild west. Like, I wanted the wild, wild west. Like the doors that slam open and you pop out. That's what I wanted. I wanted to go to a bar and have you food, drink a bottle from the Basically, just it, Austin looked like a little Brooklyn. Like yeah, you know, it was. It oh. was like yeah. I don't even say it would be Brooklyn. Not Brooklyn it was but it was like, so hipstery. It was very hipstery and just different. Like, yeah, I felt like I was in the. Have you seen The Walking Dead? Yeah. I was in that village. I was in that village. I made a village. The I was like, yeah. But I saw people like with the same amount of purses, Louis Vuitton. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were killing it. Label hoes. Label hoes. I was expecting, I was like, give me a cowboy hat. Give me some steers. Give me some cowboy boots. That's fair. Yeah. I only saw one dude at a bar. He was like, with a cowboy hat. I was like, Everybody in Texas right now is going, oh, Julian. <laughs> like, bless your heart. Bless your heart. You sweet son. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't know much about you, and you got here early, so I got to learn about you before Sid did. I know. But you have, an interesting, you have an interesting story. story. Yeah, I so guess. You, you let us know where you want to start with that. All right, so back to where I think we first started. Do you want to go back to like how you find me? So basically, yeah. I'm at the Blind Barber. I work there, but when I'm not there, my clients know me as a public barber because if you can't reach me at the blind barber, I'll bike to your house and cut your hair. Right. How many days a week do you work at blind barber? Um, there's Sunday to Thursday. Wow. And then in between that, you bike? Yeah. So I'll do clients in the morning, I'll do clients after work, and usually on Fridays is the day that I'll go up to the city. That's um, how you know you're from New York, because you're just like, I work all the time. All the time. All the time. Like, there's I not a moment. Yeah. I was like, I work like six days a week. They're like, <laughs> What? Yeah, <laughs> you can't stop in the city for sure. I mean, I, I'm always going, and that's hard when I, I meet people or have friends from home that just don't grasp the idea of like, when do you stop? And I'm like, no, 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 I love this. But you're working all the time, but you also like, but you I'll also, go do a job. It'll take me an hour. But then I got get paid for the day, then I the rest yeah. of the day. Yeah, and then like go to work again. You know what I mean? It's like it never stops, but it does. I can't yeah. explain it. It's like a rush that only New Yorkers, I think, will yeah. understand. It's like it's the ambitions like that. Riding the wave for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like, and this is another thing. I always say, you do what you love. You never work a day in your life. Yeah. So, like, I'm doing what I love, and every day is just like a new adventure. Yeah. It's never like, oh, I gotta wake up in the morning. And going to see those clients is like seeing friends. Yeah, it is. So, like, not all. Not all. Not all. Some of them are a little bit more like. Some of them are like, shut up, Karen. I yeah. get it. <laughs> but I mean, it's great because like instead of you know how people sit in your chair and they they open up to you, like it's something about being a hairstylist or a barber that it's like comforting for someone to like either touch your hair or like make you feel pretty, make you feel handsome, whatever. That when you're in a barbershop, sometimes it's a little bit harder for people to open up to you. Yeah. But when you get to their space, their home, their environment, like where they're in control of everything, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Add stories like they're feeding you like, alcohol. They're, they're, yeah, <laughs> they're even more vulnerable in their home. So yeah. it's like that's kinda cool that you get to experience that. And if people want to follow you on Instagram? How do they do? <laughs> He's a yeah. uh, You can look me up on Instagram, the Velo Barber, T H E V E L O Barber. Awesome. Or you can follow my personal account and see me biking and doing all the crazy stuff I do. Like, Velo Barber's hair, the rest of it's just like. That's I, awesome. I think I'm every like, day on your story, I see you biking or skateboarding. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always on the go. You're always doing something. Like, I know. It's a little wild. It's very inspired because I'm like, can I really do it? I'm like, I just want to sit down. 
and he, I hope one day it inspires somebody. <laughs> yeah, I ride my bike to work because it's again, it, there's no trains on that road, and it takes me either 40 minutes by bus or car or 15 minutes by bike. But that's I really don't ride it after that. I take the train. I don't anywhere. have. I ride a pretty yeah. bike. Like I, I just find that with time, there's not a lot of it. I need a new workout plan. I'm just gonna follow you. That's gonna and I'm gonna name it like the Velo Barber Fitness Plan. And I just stay. I stay behind you. Just follow (laughs) you. Just follow everywhere. I I, I thought about sometimes like I've always been blessed, or you can say it's a curse or blessed that I've had a lot of energy since I was a kid. I was very ADHD. Me too. Oh, high five. So it's like I've always. I was like, God gave me this. When's your birthday? July. I'm a a cancer. Oh, okay. July 20th is my birthday. I want to send me presents. Today is my birthday. Oh, yeah. Uh, we love my birthday. Awesome. It's Sydney to Mayo. It is Sydney to Mayo. Yeah. Yep. It's been great. Oh, it's been very rainy, but I'm excited. We got a fun weekend. Well, happy birthday. Okay, I want to hear your yeah, story. Your story is really good. Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. Um, where were we? Um, so I've always had a lot of energy, and <laughs> my mother always kept me outside. <laughs> she was like, "Stay out." I can't play video games. I get very bored very quickly. Yeah. I can't watch movies. I get bored very quickly. So like, I start fidgeting. The days are like, don't come home till the lights go off. As, that's exactly what yep. I had a one block radius, so I was going, do laps. She could scream, and I'll come home. So, like, I guess I just took the two things that I loved, like biking. I've always been riding a bike since I was two years old. My parents, my mom was choosing military. She was away for something, I don't know what. And when she came back, I was it was my second birthday, and I was riding on a bike. Like, my dad pushed me on a bike, and without training wheels, I kept on going. So... It's maybe it's a natural instinct for me to be on a bike. So like when people are like, oh, you're crazy. What's going in here? I was like, well, that's my comfort zone. Like being like that adrenaline rush is what keeps me calm. Like people are like, oh, I do it, but that's what I do. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I found my one love, which was cutting hair. And back to the stories of like, you know, I was going to people's houses. Like I started noticing and people started noticing that I always had my bike. So they were like, the day I didn't have my bike, one of my clients was like, wait, where's your bike? And then ping, something popped in my head. I was like, wait, that's like part of my identity. It's like my brand. It's I go to people's houses and kept on thinking about it. I was like, he was, he was that one particular time I was like, do you have business cards so I can give it to more people? I was like, no, at the time I didn't. I was like, I don't have a logo. I don't have anything that I can call myself that I can give to people. So just give them my number and I'll text them. So then after like about a couple of months, I think it was, that it, it hit me. I was just, I don't know, I was talking to my dad. He says, I'm a fellow. And I was like, fellow bar. It just stuck, and I was like, "Wait!" It has a ring to it. I the like fellow it. barber, yeah, it's like almost a mix of fellow barber. Yeah, that's when you say it really fast. It sounds yeah. like fellow barber. I also have an accent because I speak Spanish, and people are like, what did "We did an say? interview with fellow barber, actually." Oh yeah, we did with yeah. Jay Clark Walker. Hey, what's up, peace guys? <laughs> <laughs> but you're fellow barber, so I'm the fellow B. So after <laughs> very <laughs> energetic, I don't know. <laughs> So anyway, like I was like thinking about it, and then I thought of the name, and then once I thought of the name, one of my good friends and uh, clients, Luigi, uh, he. Was You're like, like, I, I love like, the characters. The, the characters are, that are coming like, in. I want like, this book. Luigi He was like, he does no wrong. Like one of my clients who actually referred me to the blind bar room was one of his friends, and he referred me to this guy. And this dude like can draw anything. You give him an idea, he'll make it happen. So. I was sitting with him one day and I was like, okay, I'm the Bella Barber. I have my name. I do everything backwards. Like, I'm dyslexic, first of all. So what people see is normal. To me, it's backwards. And yeah. what I see is backwards. It's like, okay, perfect. 
So I went to him and I was like, I'm the fellow barber. I want to have something. He's like, all right, we'll give you some ideas. He gave me some ideas and I didn't like them. And then at the time, I was actually working construction. I uh, used to do fire suppression for sprinkler systems. Oh. When I came back from college, <laughs> <laughs> your face is fire. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So if you look up in most buildings, you'd see like, uh, like in the music videos and movies that Jean Paul, he puts the lighter on the, uh, on the thing yeah. and sh- water comes out. Yeah. You did I'd be pissed if I was at a club. Side tip, oh my God. that water never comes out clear. It is black <laughs> as shit. Like, is, why? What? Because it the just pipes, sits, right? it just sits. Oh, that's For a year stuff. at least. When they have I feel like if you start talking to them, it's the fire. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, funny thing is that since the pipes are used, that are used, are to cut them, use oil, some of the oil gets stuck inside the pipes. So the residue along with the water being stuck in there, the water is disgusting. Oh. If there's ever a fire, run. And it's flammable. Not because of the fire, because the water you, is toxic. It, it's toxic. <laughs> and if it touches your clothes, it's never coming out. It's Don't like, get disgusting. it in your mouth. Don't drink the water. Yeah. Where were we? <laughs> my, I'll tell you. My, <laughs> I'm telling you my past. Like, well, All right, you're, you're okay. So I was uh, working that job, and I used to go from seven in the morning till five, doing that, and then go home, take a shower, and then go cut some hair. Wow. And I was noticing that the more I did the cutting hair, the more happy I was. But the more I was doing the other job, even though I was making pretty good money, like I hated it. every day. I wake up like this shit sucks. Why did it take you so long to? Just why didn't you? Why weren't you just like I'm gonna be a hairdresser? Uh, it's just sometimes like you just are stubborn. Yeah. And I didn't really. I'll tell you this story. Give me a second. So this is how I, <laughs> this is how I got my logo. So one day I was I, I was still bike to work, and one day there was a big light on the bottom because they were finishing up the building in Wall Street. They, they were uh, putting the plaster and like the sheetrock and sanding everything down, but to get like a nice smooth finish, use a light. And the crazy thing was. It was time to go. They left the light on, and I passed it on the bike. On my bike, and I looked to the right, and I saw my logo. Boom. And I was like, whoa. I saw a silhouette of a dude riding a bike. Here, I'll show you. <laughs> and so and now you have them. Yeah. So what I Look did. Look how badass that is. I'm going to take a picture for this story. That's exactly my logo. So I saw myself riding a bike. Is that your fro? That is me. That's, that's, that's your fro. <laughs> That's literally me. You have like my favorite hair. Oh, thank you. I kept telling that I was like, God damn it, I love that hair. That's <laughs> perfect. Yeah. So that's how I got my logo. And then my name, and then we'll see if a part of this takes me. But, uh, I don't want to, those out there that are sitting there saying like, I don't have time. I am so busy. <laughs> like, you have no I mean, we coach a bunch of people. We do. And we hear that all the time. Like, we do. I don't, like. And busyness to us, and you're going to agree with this, busyness means, when I hear someone say like, I'm busy, it means you have no control of your time. Yeah, I'll tell you the first. No control. I'll be the first to say my time management skills suck. <laughs> They're terrible. Like, I can be better, but we're, it's because we're always busy. Like, we're always doing something. We're always doing something, and it's always related to hair. Like, yeah. I haven't had any, like, free time, like, Friday's my day off, supposedly, mm-hmm. but I choose to freelance and go cut people's hair and do this and do that. Right. So you, so this is how you got your logo, was you saw yourself in a reflection. But why, go back to why it took you so long to like admit that you wanted to do hair. All right, so like, were um, your parents expecting you to do something else? Like, yeah, okay. So this is the story. Whoa, this is a big story. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> no, so I uh, let's go back a couple of years when I was in college. I was doing uh, international business marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my my uh, what I wanted to finish. Like, I've always loved. At first, I was doing um, mechanical engineering because I've always loved 
doing stuff with my hands, building things. Uh, I've always, since I was a kid, building ramps, like doing things with my hands. I've always been very hand oriented. Mm-hmm. And so by the time I got to college, I noticed that mechanical engineering was very boring. Like, I'm very <laughs> yeah. sociable. I've always been talking to people all my life. Like, in New York, you interact with people all the time. So when you put me in an office in front of a computer, just drawing lines and like, that's boring. Like I got bored like yeah. in one, two semesters. It's my dad right. Yeah, I got something else. I was like, I need something where I can incorporate my social skills. Like the, I need touch. I need to be able to talk to people from different cultures. Like being, I think that's where the magic comes from. Oh, for sure. Like the fact that there's so many different cultures integrated and everyone's always exposed to different foods. And that you can do and be whatever you want to be and be. And it's like, okay, it's not like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah, liberal. It's a, we're, we're liberal. We're like more accepting. I don't have to say we're liberal. I think we're more accepting of others because it's the norm, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so go back. So you were going to school for engineering. So I was going to school for engineering and or, bis- or business. Yeah. So I switched to international business. business, and I did three years. And by the third year, I couldn't finish because uh, I had student loans. I had uh, acquired a debt that that my school was like, until you finish this, I'm finishing paying. It was like fifteen thousand dollars. You can't uh, finish your last year. I was like, I have one year left. I was like, how do you expect me? college student to pay 15 grand in the summer or get more grants. I was like, I'm done with that. So I left. I'm done. I, I tried to come back to New York to finish in Baruch, which I'm in the process of hopefully getting Baruch? back there. Yeah. So oh, I finished nice. my last year on like 17 Just get it all away. Yeah, I just want the stupid paper to get it all away. Yeah. I, I found what I love to do, so I'm going to do this and take it worldwide, hopefully. But oh. to my story of how, what were we talking about? <laughs> Why it took me so long? <laughs> Why it took me so long? Okay, so. <laughs> 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 and I, together, like, I know, I'm like, wow, this is like talking to Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need some to Okay, so, yeah, yeah, back to So I got back to New York and I was cutting hair and I just, growing up in New York, going to the barbershop in the Bronx every single week, you notice that people um, are like slaves to their chair. And for me, uh, I'm very energetic so to keep me and let me free or else I feel like very trapped in a cage and I'm just like I lose my shit mm-hmm. so I was like I don't want to be a barber because like those guys are stuck to their chairs all the time like they're working six days a week and I was like I, I love traveling I love going to different places like I'm always going to go 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 like I don't want to be stuck with in a shop all in a life. shop especially like I grew up in the Bronx so all the barbershops I knew were like hood shops like mm-hmm. they're all playing salsa music my barbershop <laughs> shout out to knockout barbershop in Castle Hill they were the best. They were the reasons why I started. Like I fell in love with people culture and barbering because they're super cool. Just mad cool. But <laughs> whatever. The whole thing was like a boxing. When I was growing up, it was like I would go there, it was like a boxing ring. Like, of course it was. The barbers wore like a case that you had on the side and that's cool. So you, you stayed in construction a little longer than you should have because you didn't want to fall into that trap of being a slave behind the chair. Yes. Got Even it. though you were a slave Thank to you construction. I was a slave to construction. I was working my ass off like Really hard. Have my friends. You were, it, almost, there's a little bit of fear. Like you, you know, well, like well the reason our company is called Destroy the Hairdresser is because a lot of people that go into the hair industry have hangups about it. Yeah. Or they're like, oh, like we hear people defend themselves, like they remind people they went to college, or they're like, or people feel like they. Or I'm just a hairdresser. Or I'm just a hairdresser. Yeah, like, oh, exactly. You're sparking things. So okay, ready? <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's what we're asking. Like, was there a moment of like, I don't, I shouldn't be I'm just better, a hairdresser? Yes. So okay, this is what happened. I was at work one day and I realized, man, I hate this. I keep waking up every single day. And I started, I was like, you know what? If I can't go back to school right now, because I still have some balance left, I'm going to see what I can do. I was making like pretty good money, like doing the stuff on the side, cutting people's hair. It was all to me. And I was like, all right, this is, I think, do this. 
And then one day I just woke up, I was like, you know what? I'm done. I really hate doing this. All my clients were saying, like, you really need to do hair. Like, they were pushing me. It's like, I just went to a shoot, and the person who saw my hair was like, that was the best haircut I've seen forever. It's like, who cut your hair? And they kept on, like, feeding this into me. Like, I was like, oh, they kept pushing me, pushing, pushing. And I was and like, you didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. Like, at the time, I was like, I had a choice, but I was like, if they keep telling me this, and I keep noticing that the more I cut hair, even though it's like 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, and I'm happy, rather than working from 9 to 5 or 7 to 4 or whatever, and like, I'm miserable since the second I get there, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to follow my happiness. Like, I'm going to see what where this goes. So that's when I took the, the advice from one of my clients, like, go check out the plan bar. And I was like, well, let me just give it a shot. Like, if, if I don't get the job, at least I know I'm good enough to work at a place like establishment like this. So I was like, whatever. I uh, did the interview. They talked to me and they're like, all right, we like the way you're at. Like, you know, from what you told us, you can cut all the hair types and you need a barbershop, like from black, white, Asian, like all types. Like, that's hair is hair. Hair is hair. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the problems that a lot of, I feel like, stylists are scared of doing is dealing with different textures. And I feel like in being in New York, you're spoiled because since you have so many different cultures and different hair textures, you kind of have to evolve to everything. Yeah, you have to be able to know like, oh, this is this hair, this is that hair, what can I do? And since I had friends from that, uh, from all different hair, I guess, worlds, like I was blessed to be able to use them as a beginning. They sit in my chair for like an hour to the simplest of basic cut. So by the time I got there, I had more experience. And um, so they're like, all right, come and do your testing. And I was like, all right, whatever. I brought one of my models. Thank Felipe for that. He's a dope guy. And he definitely helped me. He's very like, supportive of me. So that's where it all started. And I realized when I got to this barbershop in Brooklyn, when the wine bar when it first opened, that I was like, wow, this is a comfortable spot. Like, mad cool chairs. Like everything I've seen on the Instagram. So it's like, oh, this is legit. Like, it's not a hood shop. This is not like. <laughs> Papi, it's got an old feel to it. <laughs> yeah, it was like, a, like vintage. It's vintage, it's but it has still, this classic, classic. classic gentleman. And that's something that I've always like strived to do. I was like, if I ever open a barbershop, I'm going to classic. The barbershop's on the rise right now. Yeah. Yeah, barbershop's on the rise. And, like, and men are willing to pay more money than ever. It used to be like, I'm going to get my $15 haircut. And now men are coming in and like, I will pay you 100 bucks yeah. because you are going to make me look phenomenal. Yeah, and the haircut is not going to be like which when before, you get the hood shop, which will last you a week. It's something that someone is a little bit more like yeah. experienced in the whole world and will make a, a style for you that will last you three to four weeks. Like most of my clients now, instead of coming every week, come every three to four weeks, which is even better because like they appreciate it. Like, wow, my haircut grew very <clears> nice. Like, <throat> my haircut, like, yeah, you can get a real sick fade, but it's like the top of your hair is not cut right or the size of your hair. Like, like, the fade is going to look dope, but by next week, it's going to be gone. It's going to be quick. Did get a haircut. So, People are very loyal to their partners. Yeah, like, I'm going to tell you a funny story. People <laughs> will cheat on their wives before they cheat on their wives. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So, is this a real true story? This is a true story. <laughs> I have proof, but I will never say that it's Barbara's discretion. It wasn't saying, Luigi. No, no, no. <laughs> not at all. Luigi is the most loyal man. <laughs> so we always ask. Uh, no, no, tell us the story. Oh, just kidding. Are you going to tell us? About uh, cheating, cheating on the barber? Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, I'm not going to tell you. It's, <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you who it was, but I'll tell you one situation. Okay. I definitely have had a client who was telling me about what he was doing the night before with this other woman. And then the next time he came in, he's like, well, this is my wife. Uh, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, my signature yeah. heard some good things about you. So, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's but, crazy. You're, but you're the common denominator. 
He's always going back to you. He's always coming back to me. So it's nice. He's like, oh, he wants to even told me. He's like, man, I need a haircut. I'm so sorry. I cheated on you. And I was like, that's all right, man. Don't worry. I can tell. He's like, what? How do you know? I'm like, I know when I cut your hair, man. He's like, I've been cutting for so long. I know. Like, but it's okay. Like, it's like, that's yeah, hilarious. It's, like, it's okay. That's my favorite moment when you're looking through a haircut and like, you're like, you're scared. Uh, you're like, do this? And then you have to ask them, like, did you get your hair cut someone else? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, thank God, because was I like, <laughs> did I have a stroke while I was cutting your hair? It's awful. What did I do? Yeah. So you, um, you were basically your clients are the ones that pushed you into doing yeah, it. The ones that I was going through, I was pushing doing it. Have to do it. Or at least they had. Did like, you have any hangups about it? I was uh, a little hesitant. Like, I don't think my parents were very happy with me. Yeah. When I decided until maybe a year later when I started cutting their hair. That's really and cool. I'll tell you the best feeling I've ever had is when I quit my other job and I told my boss in three months I'm not working for you anymore. I'll help you to the end of the year, but after this I'm not doing it anymore. He's like, Awesome. He's like, You're gonna do barbering? I was like, Yeah, he's like, Go for it. Yeah. And I was oh, like, Oh, so that was that's the best feeling in the world. And crazy enough, when I went to go find barber schools, I went to three different ones. I went to ABI, I went to one in Tribeca, and I went to one of fourteenth Street. It was like a cosmetology school. And the one thing that almost held me back was the cosmetology school. They were like, well, it's going to be 1,500 hours. That's like four months. I was like, what the hell am I going to do for four months? I already know how to cut hair. I was like, all I need is my license. And they're like, well, it's 1,500 hours. I was like, I don't want to learn all this other stuff. Like, yeah. I just want to learn to some classes from here and there. So you don't know how to color? No, I don't know how to color. You don't want me to color. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I color shapes, cut. shapes. Wow. <laughs> the chemistry formulas, your hair will come out so weird, cut like that paint. Weird. Very weird. Like, I do not color. If you don't want, don't let Julia color your hair, you're welcome to If anybody wants to do anything, I'll be down to dry. Do you color your hair because it's red? No, this is natural. That's a natural. You have naturally color. red hair. I'm a ginger through and through. That's so interesting. I love yeah, it. Yeah. That's so, really cool. It looks colored because it's like dark to light. Crazy thing is that in the summer, the sun. it gets a lot lighter, and the winter gets darker. So, like, is your mom or dad a ginger? No one. My mom or my dad is a ginger. All my grandparents, all my grandmothers. So you were meant to be the, different. I was meant to be different. There's always you just came and out. You're like, and I'm skating like... out. This <laughs> and I'm rocking. I was like, I love. When I was young, I was like, oh, it's a redhead. Would get me in trouble sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh, the redhead did it. Gonna put all the blame. But you're not really like a red. It's like the it's perfect like, red. It's yeah. like a reddish. It's like auburn. Kind of it like is. a yeah. I guess you're the, you're the color specialist. Yeah. yeah. So you copper. can tell me. Yeah, it's like a copper. It's auburn. I love it. Very fall. Very fall. Yeah. It's very fall. Very fall. <laughs> so like, yeah. I, oh my god. Rusty. Like, so like tell me more about. Um, since you guys are just talking about nothing right now, <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell me more about um, we always ask about horror stories and funny stories and things like that Give us a and I know story. you have horror stories alright so this is literally the thing that I was like I'm gonna die, die. <laughs> two of them I have two horror okay. stories okay, cool. alright the first one when I first uh, got the interview for Flying Barber like alright we're gonna put you through a test cut I, I did my interview and got it I did my test cut and I got it now they were like we're gonna give you a test day we're going to throw it in the shop. And I was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> this is what the guy told me. Rob, which was the head barber at the time. Um, shout out to Rob. It wasn't for him. I wouldn't be here. Um, he was like, we're going to throw you in there on Thursday and see what you do. And I'm like, all right, cool. First haircut. I'm cutting this guy's hair. And this guy was like, 
he had almost like an undercut kind of thing. He's like, all right, I want to move my part. You know, he had a part and he wanted an undercut. He's like, I want to move my part and make it an undercut. I want my undercut the part a little bit more in. And I was like, uh, I don't think you want to do that, man. He's like, no, 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 that's what I want. I was like, all right. So his hair was long enough where you can like at least show him. So I, I did like a big part, like a sectioning, a section of part. I showed him. I was like, is this where you want your part? He's like, yeah, man, that's what I want. That's what I want. And you're I like, like, you don't want it. It was almost like a, in the middle of his head. I was like, bro, I don't care if it looks nice. He's like, nah, man, that's where I want it. I was like, I'm just letting you know, like, it's not going to look as nice. I was like, he's like, no, I want it there. I'm like, all right, oh, cool. Shit. So I start cutting his hair. And then halfway in his hair. Of course, was, it's your test day. It's my test day. Is this that- is literally my first or second cut. First day at the job that I think I just got. This guy flips shit. He's like, what the fuck? This thing looks like ass. What's wrong with you? He's like, do we need to get some sort of professional here? And I'm like, literally shaking. Yeah. I've never, like, in all the years of cutting hair. You confirmed it. Yeah, I confirmed it. And I've never messed someone up that bad. They flipped out on me. And I was like, oh, he was like a big red-headed dude. Like 30-ish. He was like a uh, strawberry blondish red-headed guy. Massive. Very angry. His veins popped out. His suit was red. Like he did cocaine. Yeah, like he, like he was juicing or some shit. I was like, I'm going to fucking die. I was like, oh my <laughs> God. My dude next to me was like, no, that's me. Like, look, he's like, what's the matter? He's like, this guy just fucked up my hair. My part's all fucked up. I was like, I showed you. I showed you where you wanted the part. I was like, what do you want me to do? I was like, I've been doing everything right. I faded everything up. He's like, oh, this looks terrible. I can't believe it. Did it look it. terrible? No. Okay. It did not. <laughs> it was not what he imagined. Yeah. And this guy just lost it. And I was like, Freaking the fuck out. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, usually, like, situations like that were very tight. Tend to get pretty calm. But or usually people are like, oh, it's not exactly what I wanted. Or, yeah, yeah, they're not so crazy. No one got aggressive toward me. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, what? I'm freaking out. I was like, oh my god, it's the worst day of my life. It's <laughs> the first day. I just tried something new. I quit my job. They're not going to hire me. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Whatever. I finished the haircut. The guy was like, oh my god. Oh, he was so mad. He's like, oh, I can't believe it. But at the end of it, he was like, you know what? It looks alright, whatever, whatever. It looks alright, looks alright. Alright, fine. And he did it. But what? after making the biggest deal of like everybody in the barbershop looked at me like, oh, this guy's fucked. He's not getting hired. He just messes the guy's hair. And I'm here like literally panicking. Like uh, my hands are shaking. A bit. Does he still tell you? No, I've okay. never seen him again. Okay. Thank God. Like, he was just I there to break your ego. He yeah. was there to break me, man. Like, I'm like, no. But this is the thing though. I, I, I had to step out after finish cutting his hair. I literally stepped out of the barbershop. I walked to the corner of the block. It came back and I was like, this is very good because if this is the worst that I can ever get and I've already hit rock bottom, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like if I've already hit rock bottom, there's only going up from here. I was like, I had to switch my whole mentality. I was like, I've, this has never happened to me before. I've never had someone flip out on me. I've never had someone be aggressive or mad at a haircut I've done for them. Right. So if this is happening now, this get is good. With. Get it over with quick. I yeah. got it. And if I'm still here, I still have 14 haircuts to do for the rest of the day. So right. I was like, screw it. I was like, all right. I had my nerves. It's still shaking. But I walked back in there. And I was like, you know what? I already hit rock bottom. It's only going up from here. I know what my base is. But then you I have can't. a second horror story. <laughs> <laughs> so it does get worse. This is the worst. The worst. Like, was from the worst. here, I was like, you know what? I can only go up. Because now you so, can handle it differently. Yeah, yeah I can handle it differently. Now you're prepared. So the second horror story is crazy. It's like literally horror, <laughs> blood and gore and everything. So Give it to us. I was uh, one of my friends that I would cut in college. I was cutting his hair. He came up to New York, and I just bought my new Hanzo shears. And I used to be cutting people's hair for like 4.5. So it was a mm-hmm. Japanese place. I got a little bigger. Like 
They're not really bodega, but it was like a a, a cheapy cheap, a cheapy cheap like Japanese from like a the corner. Like, get it in Chinatown. It wasn't Chinatown. It wasn't a story, but it was like a salon store where you oh, get, like, okay. it was yeah. like, a like a beauty supply, like a beauty supply, beauty supply. So I was like, oh, let me get those. They were fifty bucks. I was like, are you crazy? I'm not paying fifty bucks for scissors. Oh and my it was, god, like, four and a half tiny ones. I was like, this is absurd. But I was like, you know what? Now if you know, I'm getting fifty dollars scissors. Yeah, yeah I'm telling you, you best in your shears, you best in your tools, everything comes way better. Awesome. Anyway, so new 6.5 shears. I just went to the IBS show. I was like all hyped and high. I was like, yeah, this is great. I just got some new shears. I just got this job. I'm like, <laughs> no, this is before I got the job. This was when I was in the barber school. I was like, yo, I'm investing some shears. I was like, I don't care. I'm investing six, seven hundred dollars on some stupid shears. I had no clue what this was gonna do. I didn't know at the time it was stupid. I said it was stupid. I was like, I can't believe I spent this much. I'm impulsive. I do a lot of things last minute. Like whatever. Spur the thought I was like, screw it, I'm gonna do it. Like if this is my career I'm gonna choose, I'm gonna go balls in. Like if not, then Yeah. At least I know I tried, you know? So I was like, I'm cutting his hair and then snipping I was like, man, these seem are so sharp. I'm getting carried away, oh. cutting, 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 snip. I cut and he's like, and he's like, oh ear and I'm like oh what happened his ear was dripping blood like I looked at my shear a chunk of his ear from this cartilage was on my shear and I was like oh shit he didn't even feel it because they were so bad it just he just felt like oh it was sting he had a chunk of his ear it was about like that big gone and I was like oh my god and I was like I used to be a lifeguard so I CPR, so I started like doing everything, like clogging yeah, it, whatever. Yeah, CPR. But it, I was like doing everything first aid, but it would not stop bleeding. Yeah. Like my cape was completely red. Like I was like, you guys just oh, right around. I was like, this is fucked, man. I was like, we're so screwed. Like, yeah. That what was, was his reaction? He what happened? was like, it stinks, man. He was calm. He didn't really feel it. He's like, oh man, don't worry. It's all right. It's all right. It's, it's all right. right. <laughs> I was like, bro, your chunk of your ear is missing. It's not all right. I mean, from now on, he always gets haircuts and I yeah. was like you know what like, you were my kidney face that's you. hilarious thank you Jordan man he, he still comes to you he still comes to you he's one of my best friends I cut someone's ear right here and it was dangling like this little, little low part was just dangling off <laughs> so that's not the first time I cut someone's ear but Where's that judge's got color in the eye? The first, oh. Yeah, color in the eye. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I mean, here you can cover it with your hair, but you can't get it. Your eye turns red or it turns blue. Who knows? Or you're like, you lose <laughs> your sight. You lose your oh, sight. Oh, we're going to get that. We got it. We got it under control. Oh, man. Yeah. That what was, do you, what do you, those are the horror stories. What do you love about the industry? You've been in it for three years. Well, you've been in it your whole life, but you've been professionally in it for about three years. Yes. Yeah, right? So, Am I right? Uh, two, give me two, actually. As just Barbara. As just Barbara. Yeah, yeah, so I was doing my, my, my house calls for the last four or five years, but nothing just strictly barbering, just cutting hair, doing other jobs. The last two, I started working with my barber. So okay. That's when, and what do you love about the industry as a whole? The industry as a whole, I definitely love the fact that we have the ability to literally change someone's life in a matter of like an hour, two hours. Like, it's not very often that you get chance to meet a stranger on a train and have a full conversation with them and get to know someone for who they are in mm. 30 minutes like it's you'll never sit on a train and have a 30 minute conversation with someone you've never met they don't mm. look at you like you're a weirdo but if they come and sit in your chair you have the opportunity to get to know someone you get to know like how they are as a person as an individual and not only that but you also get to bless them with the confidence of walking out of there a way better person than they walked in so you get to take someone and do your art do your passion on them and they'll appreciate that that's their part of it 
yeah, you touch their heart, you literally make a difference from something as superficial as getting a haircut. Like, that goes so far. Like, it's like people walk in having the worst day of their life, and then they get a nice haircut, and you have that confidence, that glow, and that can literally change their whole life. Like, I've had people come in, and right before they had that job interview, and they were like, oh, no, forget this, man. This is not going to be good. I'm telling them, bro, you got it, man. It's going to be all right. <laughs> you know what you're doing. is if you got this far in the interview, the only thing is you just got to impress them with who you are as a person. And that one haircut, that one fade, that one, like, whatever, would literally change their attitude from, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get this job, to, yo, I'm feeling myself. Like, how great is it? Like, there was a meme I once saw. I was like, a barber has the, the power to get you girls for like two weeks or get roasted for like a month. Like, really your hair. I was like, the fact that we can do that and literally bless someone with that, have that, power. that power, that feeling, that confidence. Like, we can that ruin I think, you or yeah. create you. Or we can create you. And I feel like as hairstressers, we're confident in what we do and we have that natural ability to talk to people that people are very like scared of like, being outgoing and reaching, touching someone, or just talking to them. That when we cut their hair, they get like a little glimpse of that, mm. and that literally like just transforms their life. Like, and that's one of the reasons why I love doing it. It's like the best tip, the best blessing, the best whatever you can get. Someone genuinely appreciates the haircut and talks to them. And like, oh, thank you for just giving me a day. Mm. As simple as a haircut. And that's why I really enjoy it. What do you, what do you dislike about the industry or wish would change? Uh, some of the things I've seen, like, like on Instagram, social media, people get so caught up with just like <laughs> being haters, yo. Like, stop hating on someone. I mean, yeah, I've seen what do you people mean? like someone posts a picture of a fade or something. It's like, oh, your barber's whack. The barbers from Florida are better. Barbers from New York are better. Barbers from Cali are better. I was like, yo, we're all cutting hair. We're all lifting each other up. Lifting each other up. Yeah, like don't. It literally has nothing to do with putting love. It's nothing. No, I don't know what it is. It's just people are haters, man. Like, stop hating. Like, like I feel like sometimes, like in the hair industry, there's a lot of ego. And a yeah. lot of drama comes with it because they just feel like entitled. Mm -hmm. I was like, I feel like you're just mad, cool, and humble. Like, Kendrick Lamar, be humble. Don't, yes. Don't, like, you can do so much more. You can make such a bigger difference. Like, Kendrick was, Lamar? Like, that song, be humble. Oh. Be humble. <laughs> I'm like, be humble like Kendrick Lamar? No, no, no. Like, even that song, like, be humble. No, yeah. I got it. Yeah, I got it. I, I got it. Like, that's one thing I've seen. And, but I, I, I get it, though. Like, if you're a rock star, I've seen some But we've met some rock stars that are just so humble and so awesome. Yeah. And, There's know, a difference between being like a rock star and being a rock star people want to be around. You should be a rock star because the people think that you are a rock star, not because yeah. you act like a rock star. I totally agree. Um, one of the last things I want to ask you because we've been, we're almost 45 minutes, which is really good. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> we, uh, you built your, we do a lot of coaching for people and we help them build their brand hairdressers and salon owners and all that. So it's a lot of people listen to this and they're interested in growing their business. You created a business out of thin air, which is great, which is a very New York thing to do. What would be your advice for people that are like, I want to I want to create something, but I can't. You know, people always think like, oh, you live in New York, it's easier. It's easier to create something. Or like, what would you tell people? Like you were riding your bike and you built that whole thing about your client noticing your bike wasn't there, and then you saw your shadow, and it created your logo. Like, how do you translate that to somebody that's listening that wants to build their own brand? Um, nothing that's worth while comes easy. So you have a lot of troubles and stuff, but you have to be confident in yourself and take risks. Like, you miss every shot you don't take. So if you see have an idea, pursue it. Like, investigate. Look, I. I Started cutting hair by 
dirty, just daring, like saying, oh, I can cut your hair, not knowing how to even cut that person's hair, mm-hmm. but I'll figure it out. Like, I feel like when you have that desire or you want to do something, you'll make it happen. Yeah. And the worst thing you can do is like, oh, I can't, I can't. If you change your attitude from I can't, I can't, or and if I don't, or let's say you fail, if you can change your mentality that every failure is a way not to do something, Mm-hmm. and use that failure as an opportunity to learn something for why you didn't do it, you can, nothing's impossible. Like, people are like, oh, you're crazy biking to someone's house. Yeah, it's not fun sometimes. <laughs> when it's raining, I, I hate riding my bike. Like, that sucks. But like, if you put the desire, like, you know what, I'm going to do it anyway or I'm going to do this that way, like, whatever idea you have, whatever brand you want to create, you just got to go for it. You have to have that hustle and desire. To so just do it. Just do just it. Just do Like, the worst thing you can do is not do it because then, what kills me is like that's why I'm so impulsive. Is the fact that like if I don't do something, that like oh man, I didn't that girl on the train. Like, someone else <laughs> like, oh, I didn't cut this person's hair. I didn't do this. I mean that that eats me alive. Like, the fact that not knowing, but if I fail, I'm like okay, I gave it a try, and now I know I can't do it. Or if I can't do it, why didn't it work out? Because you get this like Thomas Edison. He failed like a billion times how to make a light bulb, but he wasn't like oh I failed this one time. I'm gonna give up. Right. He was like okay, this didn't work out. So let me use my brain, like, how, why does this work out? How can I change it so it can work? So whatever idea, whatever brand, whatever new hairstyle you want to try, like, there's dolls, there's, there's excuses for the week. There's, mm-hmm. When there's a will, there's a way. Every single time. And God willing, like, he can present to you the right people to walk around, the right opportunities to pop up, and you'll definitely be able to, like, make that happen. And I definitely feel like if you put your heart into it and you actually care about what you're doing, that speaks more than anything. Like, you can't teach, give a fuck. Mm-hmm. But you can... You can't, you can't teach, give a fuck. Give a fuck. That was awesome. <laughs> you need to mark it. You can't teach, give a fuck. And, like, I always say, like, take pride in your work. Like, yeah, it may be a difficult haircut, but if you actually care, like, I always say, like, the golden rule, do unto others what you want them to do to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine yourself in that chair. Even if you didn't know, you want to make sure that you can do the best job you can at whatever you're doing. And so that's what I always try to do with my life. Be an example to others. Like I always try my best, or at least try my hardest to do something relatively right. Thanks for coming. When I'm ready, when I'm ready to cut off my hair and fade it up, you'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Let's do it. Like, you should cut your hair just like his. Like keep it long on the top. My hair won't stand up like. Yeah, but then you have all this curl on the top. It just has no. nice curl, luscious. I know. Oh, Everybody feels very hairy. Wants to cut I it off. Cut I just colored it just to do something different. So yeah, I just want to cut it though. Why do you want to cut it? I don't know, I'm what, what do you love about your hair? What do you don't We're going to do a consultation right now. How do you want to feel? How do you want to feel? How do you want to feel? Like, we teach our students to ask their clients, and I would love for you to try this and see if it works, but we teach them. The only thing we have to tell them to do is ask their yeah. clients how they want to feel. Instead of asking them, what do you love me, just say, how do you want to feel after this haircut? And they'll be like, sexy or confident, and then you're like, I know, because you already know what to do. Because then sex is awesome. You were yeah, that's, that's the way you said it. It came in my head. That's so. How that's that's the best conversation you can have because like, yeah. people want to like. I always ask them like, "What do you?" First of all, you can see when they're walking in like how they feel like. What like, you can get a little glimpse of who yeah. they are. Like sometimes, like I said before, like I don't came in with all down and stuff. That's happy. Mm-hmm. Like you can use like you can kind of tell yeah. a guy's gonna do his hair in the morning. It's not you want to look like a boxer when you wake up. You want to look like a boxer. Give you crazy textures, make you look like dope all the time. Mm-hmm. Like one of the very clean cut, you can look like a ball. Like, <laughs> but awesome. yeah, the extreme. But that's yeah. Well, thank you, you so much, much for being here. Thank you and so much. Coming yeah. in the rain and 
Yeah, yo, it's cool, it was a mission to get out here, yo. I was hopefully your shoes. I jumped dry. over like five rivers, man. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. My boots are wet. Whatever. Oh, it was it was totally worth it. Oh, and yeah. if people want to find you, they can find you at Velo Barber. Yep, the Velo Barber. Uh, the Velo Barber. Yeah, the is there because I'm the only one I think that does this crazy <laughs> stuff. So until I have an army, people want to do it for me. They're all gonna be riding bikes. They're gonna be riding and bikes. can they book with you on there? Yeah, they can email me at thefellowbarber at gmail.com or they can just DM me, DM me on Instagram. And if they just want to say hi. If they want to say hi, you can say what's up. Say cool. I heard your podcast. Talk to awesome people. It was dope. Cool. Like, or whatever. Um, or you can book me at The Blind Barber. Uh, you can go to blindbarber.com and you can see my video. What's your full name? Julian? Julian Howard. Howard. Yeah. All right, thanks for coming. We have to let you go. But um, we'll, this will be out next Friday. Yep. So, Very cool. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you so much. Check us out at www.destroythehairdresser.com.